0: Iowa will play at Michigan at noon. I will be rooting for the Hawkeyes. I do think the Iowa Hawkeyes will pound them into submission. Michigan's not good. I don't know if I've I know said that not. before. So oh, Michigan's is, really bad. This um, isn't the Iowa like, 1998, so I'm, I'm not sure. And this isn't the Michigan of 1999. I do think Auburn will win. That's also my rooting interest. War Eagle, let's go. Take down the Gators in the swamp. That's going to be a really good game. I hope there is a Sparty party and Michigan State finds a way to beat Ohio State because I also don't like the Buckeyes. Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leland McRae.
1: Yak Sports Podcast is back talking about your Augusta County sports. Joe Deck is with me. I'm Leland McRae. Joe, let's get going. Let's talk about high school football. And we saw a heck of a game Friday night between Giraffe and LeRae. It started out real tight like we thought it was going to be. Maybe a little more offense than we predicted. But then Giraffe kept going and completely shut down LeRae. And that second quarter was huge for the Cougars. uh, But Stewart's draft has established themselves as the top of two B.
0: They have. Um, they controlled this game really in the yep. second quarter. Uh, it was a twenty nine to seven second quarter, um, and from that point on, Larey was out of the ball game. LeRae's not a team that's built to come back from three scores. I didn't think Stewart's draft was either, and then I saw Henry Cook pass, so maybe they are, um, or maybe they're a little better built than I thought. I still if stuart straff ever finds them down ever finds themselves down 3 scores i'm ready to call it but they are better yeah, equipped well, than i thought they would be um
1: yeah they're they're well way more balanced than i thought they were
0: i, I felt like this game was you know we talked about it's it's a region 2B preview and they came out and they answered the call quite decisively um that being said I imagine the, I still think these are still the two best teams in 2B. I still think they're going to play each other again. And we have seen Larray lose to teams in the regular season and then come back and beat them in the playoffs. And we've seen them beat teams in the regular season and lose to them in the playoffs. So I would still love to see those two teams play again. Uh, I don't think you're going to see a 29 to seven quarter separate them like you did uh, Friday night, but Hats off to the Cougars. They played really yeah. well. And Coug uh, they, a the Coug found the way and uh, they mm-hmm. took care of business against Larray in pretty dominating fashion where, again, Henry Cook really stood out with his ability to pass the ball and make them yeah. a, a balanced threat.
1: Yeah. And he was our player of the game. And and because it, it not because of just how well he threw, which earned it on its own, but kind of being surprising that he that he threw so well. So all the credit to him and the defense really stepped up and really shut down what, uh, what Larray was doing. I mean, I think they still had a big player, too, um, in the second half. But, I mean, Stewart's Draft did a really good job just completely slowing that down and then still scoring themselves. So, um, nothing but positive things to say about that team. They're going to be tough for anybody to handle. It it does kind of make the rest of the regular season a little anticlimactic because I think everybody's just looking at that Riverhead-Stewart's Draft matchup in that last week of the season, and, and it's hard not to. It's It's – a matchup that we had a couple years ago in the last week of the season, and it was an absolute class of a game. Draft won that one, uh, but then and then Draft went on to the state semifinals. Riverheads went on to the state finals um, and winning it. Uh, but yeah, it was a heck of a year. So I think it's just kind of deja vu a little bit. I I think I think Draft's a little more well equipped than maybe that year. I think they are a little more balanced. They can pass that ball a little bit better. I will say. Riverheads probably won't allow Cook as much time as he was getting on Friday. I, I know they'll they'll overcommit guys to get pressure in there. I mean they'll they'll give up areas to get guys pressure on him and make that you know 17 year old boy make a pass with someone in his face. But to be honest, Lorra had some guys coming in his face a lot of times and he was stepping right into it taking the contact. So I think it'll be interesting when we get there um, and we have weeks to talk about it. Because it's not going to be a whole lot of discussion about who Riverheads and Draft are playing between now and then.
0: Yeah, but I think it matters for everybody else still because you're saying anticlimactic. We've got a a group of three teams in Fort, Stanton, and Buffalo Gap who are all fringe playoff teams, and it's possible that only one of those three makes it. So I think the season still has a lot to carry for all three of those teams. Um, I like two of them to make it, but... I wouldn't be shocked if least only one. I I, I wouldn't be shocked if only one makes it.
1: I'd be I'd be a little surprised just with the way things lay. Um, I think it's bad news for Fort if if only one makes it is kind yeah. of the way I'll say. Fort is
0: the one that could be two. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because they're uh, sitting on the outside looking in on the updated powerpoints, and uh, they dropped down to nine even with the uh, victory this week, and that just shows you like how tight things get in three C. They beat Broadway uh, thirty-five to seven. Um, But they have the big game this week against Stanton. And I I think that's a real decider game for them. I think Fort's going to win that game. I've said that for a couple weeks. I say on Friday nights, but they got to come out and do it. And, you know, we, we talk about Fort. they get in these positions where they got to win a game. And I think this is at that level. I don't think they're just enough favorites in this game that you would just say, um, you know, they're favored. So that doesn't matter. I I think they got to prove it and they're going to Fort and it's the rivalry and all this and all that. It's time to do it. So uh, I'll be interested to see how that goes for Fort.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. They need to win that Stanton game, and then there's another game with Buffalo Gap still to come that they have to win. Uh, in yeah, my opinion, yeah, both of those. Ta pounded Wilson forty two twenty one. Ta is now four and one. Um, and you you have on here two two games that you feel there's without a doubt they're going to win. Um, and you know if they ta
1: yeah they'll play Broadway and Waynesboro.
0: So yeah, I agree. Um, those are two, two, no doubters. And if they find a way to win a third, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I think three wins gets them in. So seven and seven and three should be good enough to get you in it's six and well four with out. their wins being what they are. Maybe not, but yeah, seven and three, definitely.
1: Yeah. That's where you can just, you know, relax and know that you're in. If you uh, get that seventh win, uh, Stanton played against Lord Bata and really took one on the chin. Um, we knew Lord Bata was outmatched for Stanton. and we knew Stanton really wasn't going to be able to touch them. Um, I guess you'd hope for some scoring, you'd hope for a little bit of defense, but they got neither, and uh, they lost 77-0. It's the uh, worst loss that they've had since the first football game that that school played in 1911 uh, against first Fishburne Military Academy. They lost that game 101 nothing. The next worst loss is what just happened on Friday, which is, it stinks to be in the record book that way, uh, but it's kind of amazing, you know, the 108 years that you're talking difference uh, between things happening. Worst home loss in school history, um, and that's, that's tough. That's tough to take, but you know what? They had a tough game against Liberty Christian, and I think once you get to a certain point total, I, I think it's all the same difference. You get beat down, you get beat down. They rebounded against a TA team the next week and kind of surprised surprised me that they could win the next week. I didn't pick them to win the next week, and they really rebounded. So maybe maybe they, they rebound well. Maybe they use it as a little extra motivation. Maybe it focuses them, and they come out and play – stanton tight i'm picking fort in that game for uh, that stanton's playing in but maybe stanton comes out a little tougher after you know taking such the beat down and something mentally clicks that they gotta go
0: i don't know about your one comment about after a certain score it all feels the same 77 is a lot worse than what 41 was that what was that? 41 to t- uh 41 to yeah. 7 or something wasn't it
1: I was thinking it was 50 or something, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I re- <laughs> I'm not trying to be uh self-promoting and, and I know I only played so much of a role when I played football, but I don't never got beat 77, nothing. So I don't, I don't know what it's like. I've I seen,
0: imagine dude. seeing 77, which is a score you don't usually see in football is pretty deflating.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I've, I guess, I guess. I You know, I'm not looking at Phillips about that loss. I might I might be looking at the former football coach twice over in the current AD. I mean, that's, I know you're begging for people to play you, but I mean, they went out and got one of the top three A-teams, and it's not a surprise that they're a top three A-team. They've been that. So uh, you knew you were going to lose this game, I think. This put is on one
0: schedule. this program's going to remember. I mean, look, Sharando lost a game 75-3 to to Martinsburg one year. I remember that score. I'm gonna, I was in eighth grade. I'll remember that score for the rest of my life. Shrinerdo lost a ton of games where so they've given up forty nine points. I I couldn't tell you who they played and when it happened. I can remember I was in eighth grade. Martinsburg came to town and beat us seventy five to three. That was a game that you will remember because it's seventy five. I think once you hit like the sixties and the seventies, I think it becomes memorable. Uh, we'll see. Stanton's got a great chance to bounce back against Fort. Um, a win against Fort would. I think, you know, then you start talking, all right, you're probably in as long as you beat Gap.
1: Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, if they win that game, that's huge for them. I mean, they're sitting yeah. in there in the PowerPoints. Ford's probably going to win some more games. So if you beat them, that that's going to be real beneficial. But I'm picking Ford. I, I mean, I've, I've been I saying I
0: agree, it. I agree.
1: They tackle people. I just keep saying that they tackle people. Um, Riverheads, Riverhead's played Skyline. Yeah. I, I guess I'm going to be dismissive of Skyline. But, I mean, Skyline passed a lot. I mean, they're... Their QB was throwing the ball a lot, completed a lot, but they were all short passes. The Riverheads defense was keeping everybody in front. I know, you know, Skyline got a couple touchdowns in there, but they also gave up 49. So, you know, it's kind of two handed there. So, Riverheads will move on to play Wilson this week. Our local games, I think Stanton Fort could be a decent ball game. None of the other local games are going to be close.
0: No. Skyline, actually, I was surprised to learn today when the PowerPoints came out, they're a sixth seed in their region, which shocks me. Their region is absolutely horrible. Um,
1: well, they're like two and three now, I think.
0: They're not good. Um, Riverheads beat them like they're a bad team, 49 to 21. They're going to beat Wilson uh, decisively and move on. Yep. Um, so at the beginning of the year, we're now at the halfway point for yep. everyone. So at the beginning of the year, Riverheads, What the over-under was nine and a half. Um, I'm sticking with it.
1: Yeah, I'm sticking with it. A nine and a half seems like the perfect number because they're either going to have nine or ten. And so that nine and a half is perfect. And if I had to pick that game between draft right now, I'm picking Riverheads just mm-hmm. because I pick Riverheads every week. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's that's easy enough to say. But I mean, I, I think the size that draft has isn't going to be hard for Riverheads to battle because they have good size themselves. Riverheads has a solid effort against pass defense this year, and I think they'll get pressure on that quarterback. So if I'm picking the game today, I'm picking Riverheads. So I'm I'm picking them over on the nine and a half.
0: Four Defiance is five and zero. They look like a team that could make a deep run in the playoffs. You had them over six and a half, but when we look at yours, I mean you have. Draft is five and zero. What did I say?
1: Four Defiance, but that's fine. Stewart's Stewart's draft five and zero. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Our Original
1: was six and a half. I had them over. You had them.
0: Yeah. Over. Okay. You had everyone over pretty much. But yeah. Um,
1: but I, I was looking pretty. I still have a chance to be right on all of mine.
0: Yeah. Okay. I
1: have a chance. A
0: chance. I said under. Um, I'm. I still could be right. Um, could. They could only win one more game for <laughs> the physically rest of the year. Yes. Uh, mathematically, I am still alive. Uh, but if I were to re-pick right now, I would say over. They're going to. I am concerned. They're going to be nine of, and like, one.
1: The, the mass. At least injuries that would have to occur for you to be right. Yeah, I don't want to root for that. that. That I hope
0: I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Look, all these that I said (laughs) under, I I hope that the teams prove me wrong. But uh, I do think they will find a way to win more than one more game, and I think (laughs) they will probably be nine and one.
1: Yeah, I make a deep run into the playoffs. Nine ten range. They could get ten. They could go ten and zero. They did that a couple years ago. It's possible.
0: I I have them going to the state semifinals at least
1: yeah, they look like a state playoff team in particular in that second quarter. And particularly with the opportunity opportunities they took advantage of in that second quarter of, you know, scoring before half and then getting the ball back and scoring quickly again. And even the way they did it on that screen pass, it was just, they, they had scouted their opponent. Well, so that's what it takes to win in the playoffs. So uh, I give them a good chance to go very deep. And uh, so you're wrong on your under, but I think the rest of the way we're pretty good. And we, we had them in that second or third game of the playoffs. I think, that was shortchange them. I, I I do think they they obviously proved they can win that region.
0: So for defiance, now, they're three and four. two. Yeah, they're three and two. They've beaten the teams they're supposed to beat. They've lost the games. Uh, well, a game to Liberty Bedford, who's one and four. Um, so that's not. They great. thought
1: they were decent. We all thought they were decent, but we'll, they haven't turned out to be Liberty Bedford. Uh, and so. then
0: Rockbridge kind of rocked them. Um, but we both said over five and a half. That means. Ford Fiance has to find a way to win three more games. They still play uh, Wilson. They still play Stanton and they still play gap. They do. I do think they will find a way to win those three games. I do have them over. I think
1: they can win those three. I don't think they can win four. So I think that that number we chose was pretty good there. It's going to get, it's going to get tight for them in that three C. There's just a lot of action there last year, five and five didn't get them in. They're going to have to have those six wins. And even then Knowing that all their wins to date are against teams with minimal wins, uh, one to be exact, and their win against Wilson will probably not really help them in PowerPoints a whole heck of a lot. Um, they're going to be they're going to be staying up late on that last Friday night of the
0: season. Yeah, Stanton, Stanton and Gap are the two that you got to have. Speaking of Stanton, five and a half. Uh, I went under. You went over. Uh, right now they're two and three. I think Fort is the game that could change whether they go over or under that five and a half. Uh, I still would say under.
1: Yeah, I. I it's going to be tight for them too. And that two B. The good thing about that two B, though, there's going to be some distance from eight to nine. So I think you're going to have some room, even if you drop in that eight seed, to maybe be five and five. Looking at the powerpoints ahead of time here, so that might. You think East Rock's going to
0: fall gap- off the face of the earth? Is that what you're telling me?
1: I think Eastrock's going to keep on going up. I think. Okay. Well, then one of, one of our teams are going to be in that eight spot, is what I'm saying, and I think you're, and the other you're one's going to be in the a, nine.
0: You're,
1: you're going to have you'll be swimming in a little bit of a sea there that you have a little bit of room for.
0: Okay, so you think it's between Stanton and Gap for eight, nine?
1: I, I that's the way I'm looking at it right okay. now. Now, if either one of those teams beat a team that I don't sit here and predict today, changes everything, and you know that can happen, and the physically possible to beat a team. Fort Defiance could get beat by either one of those teams. It's physically possible. I don't predict predict it. I'd be surprised. I'd be pretty shocked, but it's it's possible. So if Stanton can beat Fort, if Gap can beat Fort, that changes what I'm looking at. But I do think it comes down to that Stanton-Gap game on which one of those two teams are getting in the playoffs. The thing about Buffalo Gap, yeah, they have the extra win, but their wins are against no wins. They have Broadway, Perry McClure, and Bath County. None of them have won a game. It's it's not a lot of powerpoints coming back through. So a, a team with a worse record could get in ahead of you, Buffalo Gap. So you you better find a way to knock off these teams. Make sure you beat Stanton.
0: Yeah, um, and if... but
1: our over under for Gap was three and a half to start the season, and they already have the three. I I do think they're going to get another game. So I think I'm going to be right on the over for th- for that. But we just got to see how he many also more you said they over can get on
0: them. Stanton. How you feeling about that?
1: Uh, that's it's shaky. It's shaky. It, it's gonna come. Uh, the Fort game's tough. I mean, Stan's gonna beat Wilson, so that's three. Mm-hmm. And then it's the Fort and the Gap games. They gotta, they gotta find, <laughs> they gotta find, uh,
0: They gotta win both.
1: Both of those. So yeah, that's probably the one that I'm most worried about at this moment. But, I mean, they beat TA. They they won a close game. They're gonna be in probably close games with both Fort and Buffalo Gap. Let's see what they can do.
0: Um, Buffalo Gap. What you mentioned with Buffalo Gap, them only beating teams that haven't won a game this year would be slightly concerning for me. Um, And is why I'm not... I agree with you. I think they will win one more game, but I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't. Um, Just because all their wins are against teams that haven't won a game. Um, We'll see. Wilson... Wilson's and coach. I guess moving on to them, that's the team that I think might pick them off. And that's their other win. I think right now uh, is about is Wilson. Uh, so we both didn't think Wilson was going to have a great year and they have not. Um, I think you and I have been surprised at how Still not, this bad. not yeah, of great of a year it's been. Uh, I figured they would have another win by now. Um, but, for Ford, it's been a tough. or Excuse you me. For Wilson, Wilson, it's been a tough. Ahead of Buffalo Gap yes, August. I would have. Yeah, Wilson's yep. having a tough season, and I am not sure they're going to get ahead of Buffalo Gap if I had yeah. to pick the game tonight. But um, we'll see how that goes. They, they've had a tough schedule. They've gotten beat by some really, really good football teams, but they haven't been in those games, and that's the problem there. Uh, we both had under, and it looks like they're going to be well under, uh, yeah. as they're pretty much going to have to win out. Well, they will have to win out to go over the five and a half that you set the line
1: yeah they're, they're not gonna waynesboro as expected not much to say there I'm, I'm just hoping they can find one win somewhere yeah um and at least get close to our number at one and a half but uh i mean we're rooting for them it's just yep. it's where they're at right now it's just what it is so to kind of review the games this week radio will be at stanton at fort um so you can hear at least one of our voices on friday talking about that uh, Buffalo gap versus draft Wilson versus riverheads and Waynesboro versus Harrisonburg. I, I got to say it out loud. I, I already predicted the Luray Clark game. Um, we can elaborate more on here than we, and I probably will on the radio, but I predict Luray will beat Clark County. And I said by at least nine. So I'm just stating it a hundred percent clear right here on the podcast that I, that I'm saying that we'll see if I'm right or wrong on Friday.
0: We will see if you're right or wrong. Uh,
1: you're going to pick LeRae, but you're just not as confident. Yeah, I'm as
0: not as confident. I think it's a one-score game. I think it's a very close game. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost.
1: I'd be surprised they lost. I and just don't. I, have well,
0: obviously, heart. you're picking them by multiple scores.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, another big game in the Valley District. If you're paying. T- I mean, you're paying attention to the Valley District. I'm sure Rockbridge Spotswood's happening this week. This Rockbridge team thinks a lot of themselves. They this do. is a prove it week.
0: So. I hope Spotswood spanks them. I kind of do too.
1: All right, volleyball talk. We we will have a lot of questions for Patrick Height in our B block, so let's leave a lot of that there. But the big game this week, Riverheads hosting Wilson on Thursday night. I'm planning on being there. That should be a good matchup. Riverheads did lose to Fort Defiance last week. Wilson is still undefeated on the season. Riverheads with only their one loss. So that should be a, a big time matchup in Greenville.
0: Yeah, it should be a good one. And I think, you know, for Riverheads, it's a big test, right? They they got Fort uh close to take a fort down and they want to set a game in that and i thought you know they had a chance to win a second one and they just didn't um but i I was pretty impressed with riverhead's performance and Fort's really good so we'll we'll see what happens when wilson and riverheads meet up
1: not quite to the half point part of the volleyball Mm -hmm. season but riverheads has a solid lead in the 1b power point so it looks like as long as they kind of continue on the track where they're at, they should be able to at least host some, if not all, those region games. So uh, something to look forward to for the Riverheads fans. Yep. All right. College football. I mean, we're going to talk about tech here. What What the heck was that? Like, that just came out of nowhere. I mean, I'm happy about it. I'm smiling. I'm not going to, you know, make it mean a lot in my life. But what was that? Like, where did that come from? And, and the, my answer is... That was the team I thought we could be. Like what we were in the first half there, aggressive on defense, making plays on offense, that quarterback gave our team a spark. And you could, you've could you seen this with other teams and other places. Sometimes that quarterback can make your defense play better. And I, I swear that had something to do with it. It was just a new attitude on that team. And it just goes back to Joe was right, and we should have be been playing a different quarterback from the beginning. And our coach just is so set in his ways and wants to be right. Rather than get it right and to steal a con coward phrase, I just it just kind of made me sick to watch it to a point because it was just man, how could last week happen against Duke and then this happened this week? We should be playing better each and every week
0: so um yeah i went to I went to visit my brother this weekend up in Northern Virginia, and we went to a bar that was close to his place because I figured hey if i 'm watching Virginia Tech, might as well not do it sober so um and then they played well, so. That was amazing. I'm, I like you. Am surprised. I saw that Hendon Hooker was starting, and I was like, "Well, I think our offense will be better, but our defense is still pretty poor." But the defense played well, and I think you're right. I think this switch in quarterback helped. I think Miami's quarterback not being very good helped.
2: helped um, the first pick, the first too. pick
0: was a great defensive play. Yeah, the other two picks were him looking like Ryan Willis, um, <laughs> and. Leland, let me say this. If Justin Fuente had listened and not started Ryan Willis, I think this team would be undefeated right now. I do. I think we would have I, beaten Boston College because we wouldn't have had five turnovers. Because you know what? Hooker's passing's not great, but you know what he didn't do? Make an insane plays. decision to throw it into triple coverage and cost us the possession of the ball. But and the we is, wouldn't he, have he, lost to Duke. We would not have gotten smoked by Duke. Here's the thing. And this it's is, hard
1: to say we wouldn't like lose the Duke when they smoked us so bad, but oh, they smoked us I, so I bad because you. our I offense agree. is
0: incredibly, incredibly inept when you have a slow quarterback like Ryan Willis, who also is a turnover machine running the read option. It's insane. It's like when you put a mobile quarterback in at quarterback and you run the read option, the defense has to respect the quarterback, which means the running back can run the ball. For a lot of yards or if the defense focuses in on the running back and the quarterback keeps it he has the ability to hurt them and he can scramble and use his legs it's insane i don't know why no one else has thought of it ever before except you know every other good football team in the country and duke um but yeah it, it's crazy that justin fuente finally woke up and uh, here's my problem with justin fuente right and i don't want to bag on him too much because we win the game but let's be honest we needed five turnovers to win this game one turnover less and we would have lost. And that's because the play calling again gets too conservative in the second half. You, you stop letting Hinden hooker be Hinden hooker. You, you say, we're just going to hand the ball off all the time. And all of a sudden the offense looks miserable. It's third and two. You have a fast quarterback. The running game has been working. Okay. And you try to pass the ball. I I don't, I don't understand. Um, Justin Fuente. I still don't love Justin Fuente. And here's the other thing. When he's calling timeout when we're up 28 points and screaming something at Hinden Hooker, it better have been, Thank you for saving my job, is what the words had better have been. Because Hinden Hooker is the only reason Virginia Tech fans weren't waiting for the Hokies at the airport to shove Justin Fuente back on the plane and have it take off. Because if Ryan Willis plays in this game, let's be honest, we lose 42 to nothing. We get
1: trash. We lose. lose. And. And the thing about Hooker, though, you talk about his passing not being great, but like some of his passes are and we don't get any he great made to two... like he drops them in there every once in a while now. And he's still giving his guys opportunities to play. And he's not throwing it directly to the other team. So I'll take it. And, yeah. and his threat for running and his ability to run more than just his threat, his ability to run with what he is doing passing and knowing that this these growing pains that we will see and the whatever Fuente did have to yell at him. It's a benefit for the future. You know, he's it's a sophomore,
0: he's, not a fifth-year senior.
1: Yes, it, he's gonna get better and I I just it's it's beating your head against the wall watching Willis make the same mistakes over and over. But like I said to start out with, this doesn't solve everything for oh, me no. and and Fuente has lost my confidence for a long time and I it's right now it's high goals for me to gain confidence back in Fuente. I'm always gonna be doubting what he's bringing to the table because of what happened last week i i don't want to coach that a blowout loss to a program like duke can happen at home i don't want to coach that's like that but let's keep on moving forward let's try to prove me wrong again because i'll take being wrong in the positive way i'm going to come over to your side joe and try to be proven wrong so i'm happy um but yeah i'm uh, the rest of the season i'm not going to be trusting anything fuente does but i do now now we're capable of winning more acc games last week i didn't think we were capable so Keep on making changes. Keep massaging what we got going here. Let's keep on going. We're not going to win out in the ACC, but no. let's get some more wins and see what happens.
0: Here's the other thing. He doesn't get credit for doing something that half the fan base felt before week one and 95% of the fan base felt after week one.
1: Half the fan base wants Quincy Patterson started, and that guy must be terrible if even after...
0: Let me say you know, this. If Hendon Hooker, went out if if game, if Hooker gets hurt, be good. if Hendon Hooker gets hurt, and this week it was cramps when he stepped out of the game is what he said, but if he gets hurt put Quincy Patterson in. I don't want to see Ryan Willis in a Virginia Tech jersey. I don't I don't care if it's senior day and we're up 100. I don't want to see Ryan Willis ever on the football field when the game is being played. Ryan Willis celebrating in the locker room. Cool story. I'm sure Ryan Willis is a great human being. It doesn't mean I want him taking the ball at, at Blacksburg. Ubaldo Jimenez was a great person too, I was told. But every time he pitched for the Orioles, I wanted to jump off a building. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Ryan Willis playing. I don't care to see Ryan Willis playing. I don't care if he's a good person. I don't care. He stinks. He's horrible. He can't play at this level. End of story. That's where the discussion ends. And if you're trying to tell me because he's such a great human being, he's, you know, he's got a lot of character. He should lead this team. Stop yourself. You're You're the reason Virginia Tech can't excel you are the reason it's and this goes to all the fake twitter dummies out there who after this week were like we're all the haters and people who complained after we lost to duke yeah we're okay sorry we're all the people with a brain yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're all the people with a brain that realized 45 to 10 against duke's not acceptable okay well thank you for outing yourself as a total clown that thinks now that we beat miami and hindenhooker who by the way should have been starting the whole season like i said uh Showed up and finally got to run the offense and actually, you know, made us look like an actual college football team. Yeah, and
1: Miami's only so good anyway, too. That's oh, the they're of bad. Too. Like Miami's this, bad. This isn't some the Miami of old, and and you know the days of Virginia Tech Miami being the biggest game on Saturday. This isn't that Miami either. We're not that Virginia Tech. We'll take the win. We'll take the ACC win. It doesn't make up for the Duke game, but when you lose to Duke, you don't think you're going to win any ACC game. At least we won one. Now I have some optimism that like pit and wake are games that we could win. We will see when we get there. Um, you better beat Rhode Island by f- 40. Say again,
0: better beat Rhode Island by 40.
1: Yeah. That's the only way we, we, I'm not saying make a, you're not going to take a giant leap this week, but the way you move forward is treat Rhode Island the way you should treat them, beat them by 40 and get out of there. Yep. So let's see it. Um, and there you go. The other thing I want to talk about our game, and it got a lot of attention on Twitter, these announcers verbally were very pro Miami throughout the game. And I noticed that, but I'm used to it. I've, I've, I've listened to us play Florida State. I've listened to us play Miami in other games. I've heard us play against Boston College when Matt Ryan was awesome. And that was just the Matt Ryan show. I, I've heard announcers audibly be for the other team someone at ESPN decided to show a video clip of them physically uh, being very for Miami, high-fiving each other after Miami scores that touchdown before the halftime. Hail Mary, yeah. And as you would expect, Twitter has gone crazy, and yours truly actually got involved in some of the discussion too, because it's just unprofessional. And I did bring it up saying, hey, sometimes I'm on the radio and I'm very biased towards one team. But the, my point to that was, I'm very, I'm rooting for that team to win when I'm doing that. It's like, you sh- like, that's clear when they're rooting for Miami, they were rooting for Miami. You can't turn that another way and say they weren't rooting for Miami. They are absolutely rooting for Miami high five each other after a touchdown. And they shouldn't be doing that on a national level, calling a game. They should be completely neutral. And I know if you or I were calling a game at that kind of level, or even when we call Augusta County games, when I call one Friday, I'm going to call that game neutral. Now when Riverheads or Wilson in past years getting in the playoffs and they're deep in the playoffs. and they're playing teams from I don't care where. Yes, we're the home broadcast. We're the hometown Yeah, station. we're a local. We're a local homer broadcast.
0: That's different. Yeah. That's ESPN. Yeah, this is not ESPN TV is not local homer broadcast. It's a no. national TV broadcast. You're and, not on
1: that homer channel during the national championship game. That's why they create that channel to exist because Kirk Street and Chris Fowler aren't being homer calls.
0: And again, it, it comes down to whoever that producer was, and they didn't even show it live in the moment. It's someone had time to see the clip and go, hey, we should put this on TV. Uh, whoever that was deserves to lose their job because they absolutely threw the two announcers under the bus. And I, I didn't have sound, but even I could tell in just the the replays and the 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 video packages that they're showing before and during the game that... Early in the game, it was hilarious. The team is down twenty-one, nothing, and they're showing all these Miami videos. And I'm like, I just look at my brother. And I was like, they were not prepared for this. They were not prepared yeah. for Miami to come out and be getting absolutely spanked at the Hard Rock today because they're showing like, oh, the Rock and Ray Lewis and all these great players in Miami history. And my brother, <laughs> it was funny that they didn't the go rock. show around the, you know, the Ring of Honor. My brother goes, oh, where's Dwayne Johnson? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> basically, we're just going to show every famous person who ever went to Miami, yeah. I guess, is what we're the doing rock here.
1: wasn't good for them. <laughs> but um,
0: and then, you know, when they showed the high five thing early in the second half, I just looked at my brother. And again, this is a few drinks in. and I was just like, what the hell was that? I mean, yeah. w- who one who thought that was a good idea to show? And two, you cannot do that. You can't do it. You just can't when you're calling a national televised game. I get it's a big play. And if you had a good call, I know that's the, the theory floating around from people who are saying Virginia Tech fans are, are crazy, but it's wrong. You know who you don't hear any Twitter comments from? Mark Jones, because Mark Jones knows exactly what he did. You know yeah. who you are hearing it from? The color commentator whose name escapes me because. Who blocked
1: me? Who blocked me? For me saying, you know what? Like he said, someone at Virginia Tech apologized to him. Like, someone, no, they didn't. Official. I don't believe that no, happened. No, they but, didn't. A, I don't. That one person doesn't matter. This crowd of people that are mad about this kind of do matter to ESPN. The, the masses matter. And maybe you should just say, you know what? I got excited in the moment and, uh, you know, I, I don't believe I was rooting for Miami, but I can see how you'd think that way. So I'll try to be better and move on. And this is over. People shut up and stop dealing with it. But no, instead of, you know, owning it, he blocks me. So and he, he calls VT fans. He read the comment. He calls
0: VT fans morons. Um, Or at least his alleged source from Virginia Tech that is named Aslan the Lion um, because he lives in Narnia is who called Virginia Tech fans moronic. Um, He's wrong. What was, funny,
1: what was funny for me, too, though, when this started blowing up on Twitter, people were like saying his name and I was like, who? who? <laughs> I don't yeah, know who this is. And then I was like, oh, that's the Well, California. apparently
0: he's from Oklahoma that. because you'll notice half the comments or you won't because you've been blocked, but I did. Yeah, I can't see that. Half him. the comments on there defending <laughs> him are people from Oklahoma. So they're people from his area defending Uh-oh. him because they're his friends. And that's, oh, that's good for nice. him. Glad oh. he has friends. But yeah, it was unprofessional. He knew what he was doing. Just own it and move on. Yeah, just own it and move on. It's fine. Miami's a bigger program than us. We get it. We're gonna I get mean,
1: I apologize about being Homer, even when Riverheads is playing Chillawi, I still still apologize for it. I still do. And this guy can't even own it in just a moment.
0: I was really <laughs> excited for a great call. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't hear you. I didn't see the high five when. I missed uh, the great
1: call. I just saw a play. I,
0: I missed the high five when Tisdale knocked down the pass at the end of the game for Virginia Tech to win for the second time. Uh, yeah, we
1: missed it because they didn't show it.
0: Yeah, I, I must have missed that. I guess they the producer just didn't think that was relevant to show. I also must have been imagining when i watched the clips uh put together by virginia tech fans of calling mark jones mr 305 the entire broadcast and talking about how great miami is yeah. and how much they love it
1: that's what they're turning into today is that mark jones like wasn't even like wanting to be a part of that high five like he was kind of like halfway you know his voice was high five in all games <laughs> and so, you know like, what just, he's from miami like move on. he's
0: from miami if he wants yeah. miami to win fine if he forgot for a split second he's in the booth fine but he's like a typical you said
1: Miami fan own the only it. time he stepped on campus is for a football game yeah he never, he but never like, went to Miami he's a typical Miami but fan. he
0: grew up in Miami so if he's a Miami fan fine but like you said own it move on apologize yeah. and move on that's it
1: I hear you all right UVA was off this week uh they play Miami Friday so that's okay for the for those
0: of us, <laughs> yeah,
1: obviously. Uh, the, for those of us that compare each other, which we have a podcast built on it, I guess uh, they play Friday, so there will be a direct comparison. I think UVA can look better against Miami than oh, we yeah. did. I think they're going to kill
0: I th- Miami. I don't think
1: they go up twenty-eight nothing, but I think they go up a couple scores. Don't get come back on because their defense plays pretty well. and They have a quarterback that's a playmaker. Um, I'm glad that we have somebody in a position that can make plays now at that uh, taking the snaps. So we'll take it. So. UVA plays Friday night. I hate these Friday night games. Um, it'll be on local 94.3, so it won't knock us off 1240 a.m., but I knew, do know it'll take a lot of attention away from high school football. they got to get these games off Friday night. JMU played Stony Brook, and they won in overtime. We, I was listening to that one at the end on the radio, So Were You, and uh, they gave up 10 points late, but they hold on and get the overtime win.
0: They did. They um... did. A win's a win. Uh, I don't.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: not going to pretend like I watch FCS football during the regular Stoney season. Stony Brook's
1: is a bit better than they used to be. So it's not like embarrassing that that one was close.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I watch FCS football outside of JMU during the regular season. And I don't even really watch that much JMU now that it's on Flow Sports. Because I, I haven't
1: watched any. I've watched zero JMU snaps this season well,
0: because of this Flow sports,
1: sports. Yeah. Stuff. When you now, put yourself I heard, on Flow on Sports. or something one week. And I just missed it because I was busy. But. This, I've never been this late in the season before seeing a snap.
0: When you put it on Flow Sports, you're asking me not to watch, so that's fine.
1: Yep, I agree. They play Villanova this week. That's kind of a rivalry game. It's on Flow Sports, so we'll uh, have to listen to it on the so radio. So zero we... people
0: will watch it. Okay, great.
1: This week, some big games. Oklahoma, Texas at noon on Saturday. I'm going to be uh, miraculously having some kind of headache or something to where I have to you know, sit down and watch that game at noon on Saturday. I'm, I'm usually busy on Saturdays. For some reason, I'm going to have to be inside for that one. Uh, Florida LSU is the night game on ESPN. Um, to the opening. Uh, everybody knows that Joe picked Florida to go down last week to Auburn. They didn't. So that makes this one a monster game against LSU, a top 10 matchup 8 PM on ESPN. It's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah. Um, I hate that it's at eight because the Billy Joel concert will be on, so I won't be able to watch it, but I'll well. talk about Billy Joel later. Um, Oklahoma and Texas at noon. I will be watching. In Texas, I'm very excited about it. um That's going to be a fantastic ball game. It usually is. I don't expect this week to be any different. Texas started slow against West Virginia, but then poured it on in the second half and kind of
1: that interception was nasty. It
0: was. He's good. I got to hear that game while I was watching the Virginia Tech game because the bar we went to was apparently a WVU bar, which is fine. But um, well, again, I was
1: in Morgantown once and I left. So like, I mean, nah, I'd leave a bar. It's fine.
0: And- it's fine we got served and there were no issues the bartender was very cool um but florida lsu is going to be a very good game i do think yep. the gators will go down this week to the tigers and sure uh, why not i i went uh one and two last week i i think you misinterpreted my sparty party i thought ohio you state would them win, win. i want wanted to them know, to win, him, him to win but i didn't pick them to win yeah you, you picked Michigan to I lose. I picked you Texas picked, at uh, the beginning of Florida the year, to lose, but
1: you wanted Michigan. Yeah. I know, but I threw it in there.
0: I picked Texas <laughs> at the beginning of the year, so I guess I'll stick with them uh, and hope that they manage to beat Oklahoma again in the Red River Shootout. Even though we're not I supposed to both call teams it that.
1: In the 50s That's what I'm here for.
0: Um, and Florida LSU, I like LSU. That's a Death Valley. LSU isn't at it? home,
1: yeah, yeah. LSU at home.
0: I've at been there night. on a
1: Saturday night, and I can I can still feel it. You talked earlier about. Remembering scores, remembering games, that was a whooping that I remember. Uh, but that was thank Ty you, Sean Glennon. So. Yeah, yep. They got <laughs> they got him out of there, and we didn't, really didn't see him much sense. Uh, Clemson plays Florida State. The only reason I mention it, people are kind of down on Clemson because they had that tight game with UNC. People are moving them out of the top four and stuff. Which come on, Clemson's gonna be undefeated. They're gonna be in the top four. It doesn't matter. But I expect Clemson to come out guns a blazing against Florida State because that's the name, and I think. They'll get attention when they rock them. So I think Clemson wins huge
0: this week. Yeah, the, the worst part about this for Florida State is they're playing Clemson after they barely beat North Carolina. So Clemson is going to leave no doubt and yeah. blow Florida State away.
1: Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to reestablish himself as a Heisman top dog. So. Mm-hmm. NFL, Gruden's gone. I mean, I said it last week during halftime you of did. that Giants-Redskins game. It makes sense that they hold on to them through the Patriots week, just knowing what's coming. Also not setting up uh, interim uh, guy, Bill Callahan, It turns out to be uh, to lose week one. They still might lose to Miami next week, but I guess it won't be to the Patriots. It won't be as obvious. Um, but it's time for them to move on from Gruden. it hadn't been working. Um, and it's obviously not turning around at all this year. So they'll move on. I don't think Bill Callahan's the long term uh, solution. So uh, but that's that's the big news in the area.
0: Yeah. Again, Gruden's fired. Bruce Allen's a bigger problem in Washington. He's going to keep his job. So I, I, I haven't seen any Redskins fans happy with any of this that has happened. Uh, yeah, I don't think they love the Jake Gruden, but they don't like Bruce Allen and they don't like Dan Snyder and those two aren't going anywhere. So the bigger problem remains and the Redskins will remain irrelevant. Um, when the owner is picking your draft pick for you, you're bound to fail. Uh, they that's failed with RG three. They're gonna fail with Haskins. Haskins isn't an NFL quarterback. I've seen enough to know he's not an NFL quarterback.
1: The whole owner uh, picking—that's what Dallas was doing for a while, and that's Mm -hmm. why they weren't even getting to the playoffs and stuff. And they've quit that. And his son got more involved, and they're listening. And the son's listening to other people, and uh, that's why they're good. I mean, that's why. I mean, I'm I'm not happy that Dallas is good, but they're a legitimate team. I know they got beat down this week, but Dallas is good because Jerry Jones stopped making the picks. Dan Snyder, look and listen.
0: Now, I know originally you couldn't see this game. Did you get to watch any of this game? Because the way you were texting me later in the day made me think you were watching.
1: I'm going to be dead honest with you. I was listening to some on the radio Mm -hmm. in the second half, Mm -hmm. and I was seeing clips pretty immediately on Twitter, but I didn't have the game live at my house. Then I may have fallen asleep (laughs) for a couple hours, and it was amazing. It was an, an incredible nap. It should be, uh, you know, what's dominating my life is uh, that nap that I took on Sunday because I I feel like I'm like a better father today. I feel like I'm a better worker at at my job. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look into these weekend naps. I, I haven't had those in a while since like college. I'm I'm gonna try it again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I was at a Top Golf, so I didn't watch this game. We were doing different things. Apparently, if I was home, I, was I wouldn't have been able to watch the game anyway. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have been able to watch the game anyway, other than the red zone. Um, the biggest talk out of this has been the hit on Mason Rudolph where he got knocked absolutely cold. Um,
1: I, I saw it. super hung up on the like legality of it. I It was a football hit.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I saw it, and yeah. I saw all the Twitter reaction. Now, to be fair, they're from Steeler Twitter people that I'm seeing the reaction from because um, that's who I follow, unfortunately, is people who like the Steelers. But they... Not you, not you. It's other people. Yeah, not you, not one of our loyal listeners, but other people who were sitting there going, how is this allowed? He should have been ejected Uh, from the game. I'm like, he hits him with the side of his helmet. I don't think he's trying to hit him. I think what happened is Mason Rudolph gets hit from behind first. That causes him to lean up and then back down toward the Ravens defender who's coming from the front who catches him in the chin because of the way he's now coming at him. And he just got knocked unconscious. I think the bigger story is the cart. Um, that is dangerous that they couldn't get the cart started. That's why they had to carry him off the field was because they couldn't get the cart out there because the cart wouldn't start. Wow. Um, that's I a bigger issue. That. And someone's going to probably lose their job over that. I, but, I,
1: think, I think when you see a hit like that, and then the player is absolutely motionless the way he was on the field, just completely it's scary. out, and you it see was the scary. player's reactions. It, you start to get emotional reaction about what's going on, and, and, and your thoughts on the, you know, the rules of the game and everything kind of get a little over-exaggerated because of it. I've seen worse hits where the players aren't as hurt and people don't say as much, so mm-hmm. I think that's all part of it. I, me not watching it live in the moment probably helped me kind of be a little more grounded on it, Um, hated seeing him like, I hate seeing any player. I don't care who you
2: play for. It doesn't have to
1: be my team. You just don't want to see that. It does happen in this game. Um, But I hope he's okay. You know, we're in a position this season where we're not really vying for a Super Bowl or anything or even really a playoff spot, I I don't think. Um, I don't think he's going to be back super quick because he's in the concussion protocol and he was concussed. Um, I, I just, I hope he can get fully back. I hope they don't rush him back. Because um, I think he'll still have some time at the end of the season to really let him get his feet under him and be a good quarterback. Don't rush him back, even if we are pretty poor at quarterback. We might be making some calls because I don't I don't think who we have is the answer to be starting quarterback. Um, might find a veteran out there, but uh, well, that's
0: what the draft's for.
1: Well, I'm saying in the meantime, you might you might just go find.
0: It does. This year doesn't matter.
1: Somebody to take some snaps that can maybe manage the game a little bit better than uh, what we have. The guy from Samford. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's where I'm at. So I'm okay. I'm not mad at the Ravens that I've seen a lot worse hits in those Ravens games. I thought that one time it was like a Christmas Eve game or something when the guy got hit on the goal line. Christmas night game, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guy or no, no, no. It was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving night. And that guy got hit on the goal line. I thought I thought he was dead right there. So I always think back to that as one of the worst hits I've ever seen, especially in a Ravens-Steelers game. And I saw so, that
0: coach uh, trip the Ravens player on the sideline that game, too. That was pretty dirty.
1: <laughs> and Tom Lynn coming out there. That was that – like, UVA and Tech had that one time. One time the UVA coach came mm-hmm. out and was trying to trip him. Um, Chiefs played. They lost, but Mahomes was hobbled. That was kind of the story of that game. Once he got kind of messed up, they weren't as good. He still scored late, still gave him a chance. He's fun to watch. He's a fun quarterback to watch. I'm, I'm kind of pulling for the Chiefs, knowing the Steelers aren't really in the running. I'm kind of pulling for the Chiefs because I think they're the only ones that are kind of capable of taking down the Patriots. Um, they need to have Mahomes healthy. That was proven last night.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch this game. I didn't watch any NFL Sunday. <laughs> there felt, was a
1: good commercial during that good. game with Mahomes and Palomalu for... Uh, um,
0: Head and shoulders.
1: Head and shoulders. It was a good ad. Uh, you, next time you guys are watching football and see it on, make sure you watch it because it, it was pretty funny. It made me laugh. I'm a, I'm a Palomalu fan, so, of course, I'm going to like it. But no. it was a good ad. This coming week, we have Houston and Kansas City. They're playing a one o'clocker on uh, CBS. That should be a good game with two top ten offenses.
0: Okay. We're, we're not going to be able to watch it, so that's fine.
1: Detroit and Green Bay play next Monday Night
0: Football. Okay. I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm glad we have a sports podcast to talk about sports. Uh, Baseball.
0: Here we go. This is what I'll be watching.
1: Go baseball. Astros and Rays, that's a 2-1 series. They play again on Tuesday. The Rays got the win in Game 3 to avoid the sweep. Braves and Cards are going to Game 5 on Wednesday. Uh, It's a great series. Who'd have thought, you know, Joe? Who'd have thought?
0: Yeah, John Heyman uh, put on Twitter, surprised everybody how great this series is. Didn't surprise me, John or anyone who watched baseball, because guess what? A lot of people thought this was going to be a great series that would go five games, just not people who only watch the Yankees, the Dodgers, and then check in on the Orioles just to bash them on this thing called tanking that everyone's done uh, in baseball, especially since, I don't know, forever. So, uh, John Heyman, delete your Twitter. You're an idiot, and uh, that's the end of my John Heyman segment. The Nats and Dodgers have been the series that surprised me because I figured the Dodgers would sweep them because the Nats' bullpen would blow every game.
2: The Nats' bullpen has done
0: just good enough and they won this one pretty decisively today uh to force that game 5. I still like the Dodgers in game 5. I if the Nats win, I would be shocked. I we're going to talk to Patrick here in a little bit. He's going to tell us he's not surprised if the Nats win. Um That's I would be I would be surprised if the Nats win. Uh and if they win this series, I don't like them against the Cards or the Braves. So I don't know. I just don't trust their bullpen. And I, I don't, think you
1: and I both have seen the Nats lose to the Braves this year. So yeah. yeah I would, and I, I just don't
0: serious. think, yeah. And maybe I'll have to buy some tickets to make sure it happens. But, um, <laughs> I, I just don't think that bullpen's going to hold up throughout the entire postseason. And I don't think the strategy of going to Scherzer or Corbin out of the pen is a sound one, especially when the series is get longer. Uh, Yankees and twins, the Yankees um, are killing the Twins because the Twins are bad, and well, they're not bad, but they're bad compared to the Yankees. And uh, I'm just glad the that the Houston out Astros, out yeah, I'm just glad the Houston Astros will be done with the Rays after Tuesday, and they will beat the Yankees because their pitching is better than the Yankees, their offense is better than the Yankees. Yes, I said it. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo do not make a lineup. Ah, uh, the Houston Astros have a complete lineup. Jean uh, Giancarlo will look like the Giancarlo of last year when he stands up there. And here's a here's a bull prediction: Giancarlo will be held to two hits the entire series, and he will have eight strikeouts at least.
1: Will those two hits both be homers.
0: No, only one of them will. Okay,
1: I just that's where I want to say because if he hits two homers in the series, they're probably happy. That's the way the Yankees play it
0: um the nlcs will be played friday saturday monday the alcs will be played saturday sunday tuesday
1: so saturday is a good baseball day college football saturday is a big sports day i'm telling you i'm i'm coming down with a sickness i'm gonna have to stay in and watch a lot of sports on saturday i think
0: other than texas oklahoma it's gonna be a good day to watch baseball oh lsu florida i forgot about that game yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah Uh, and i i want to watch our hokies take care of business All right, Uh, let's get to Patrick Height in the B-Block. You know, he deserves to be second right here. Time for the B-Block on Yak Sports. And when you're talking Augusta County sports, you got to bring Patrick uh, Patrick Height on uh, every so often. And we do that all the time. Patrick, thanks for coming on again with us.
2: Why am I in the B-Block? because i would, would be in an a block
1: we're we're the title guys so <laughs> we get to go first so uh, i'm gonna whatever re- you say Matt, that repeats just, us you just sound dumb
2: my agent will be <laughs> in touch with you we gotta re- renegotiate my contract uh, this b block stuff is is beneath me i believe
1: those uh those agents uh <laughs> you know, debating with the news leader must be really top quality <laughs> agents so uh, let's dig into, uh, what we brought you on here for, and, uh, let's start with football. You were at the same game we were Friday and Stewart's draft looked really good. Um, I don't know if that's going to be your answer, but what is your biggest surprise of this season in high school football?
2: Stewart's draft is certainly one of my surprises. I mean, I mean that's, that's a team that, you know, it was a three win team last year. I, th- I thought they'd be better this year, especially with the move. From moving Henry Cook to quarterback and and Freddie Watkins out to receiver. And and you could see that starting to pay off last year. So and yeah. their defense is so good. Casey Branch is, is so good. And, and that whole defense, they've got other pieces. So I thought they would be better this year. Um, yeah, 5-0 is a bit of a surprise. I mean, going to Clark County and then beating a really good Luray team, the way they beat them that is a surprise, but you know what I think my biggest surprise is, is on the negative side in a way is Wilson Memorial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought Wilson would be a good, they're a, a five and five team last year who went to the playoffs and, and lost to a, a you know, great East rock team in the first round, but they had, you know, Rothgeb coming back at running back. I thought, uh, I thought Welcher would be better at um a quarter. I thought, you know, he would, he would improve and take some forward at quarterback. And I thought that defense, had to improve over last year, but they have not. They've really played poorly this year. They're they're one and four hitting in, into the district, and I don't know where win number two comes. I, you know, I mean, they they've got Riverheads and and Stewart's draft the next uh, two weeks, so they're they're going to be one and six. Maybe you know Fort and Buffalo Gap I think can beat them because especially Buffalo Gap with that running game. Um, and I don't think Wilson can outscore Buffalo Gap. So so I think really maybe Stanton is that one team that, that Wilson could beat. But even that is is uh, kind of up in the air at this point. So, yeah, to me, Wilson is a surprise just where they are at at this point. Um, and it's not like they've really been – in a lot of games, right? I mean, most teams have beat them pretty soundly. Uh, Page County had about two touchdowns, but but yeah, I, I'm kind of disappointed in the way Wilson has has played this year.
0: Patrick, moving on to volleyball, how do you see this Shenandoah district take, taking place uh, the rest of the way out? And when it's all said and done, how do you see kind of the top three coming into that order in the Shenandoah district?
2: Uh, the Shenandoah district, you've got, that it's really three tiers. I think Fort and Wilson Memorial are your top two teams. Um, clearly. And I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready to make a prediction on which one is the best of those. They play next Tuesday night at Fort Defiance. That should be a great match. They've developed a nice rivalry over the last few years, even though they haven't been in the same district, they've played non-district and and they you know, I, I don't say they don't like each other because those, all those all those players know each other and, and respect each other, but they've developed a healthy rivalry and, and and they are really competitive. So that should be a fun game. And Riverheads is a, a step below those two. Now, that changes when postseason comes around because Wilson and Fort Defiance are in the Region 3C, which is brutal. Um, and, and Fort never made the state tournament when they had Megan Good. So. I'd, after that, I said, "Well, I'm not sure Fort can ever make the state tournament. Then, if you if you can't make it with, when you have Megan, good. That's just a brutal region. And now Wilson's going to find that out this year. Meanwhile, Riverheads I think could make another run and, and could be in a in a state championship again this year. But but as far as the district goes, Fort and Wilson are really good. Um, I I think you know Fort with with Maddie Painter et cetera when they're when they're getting when the defense is working and they're getting uh, those those serves up and and getting Maddie." To be able to set the ball, they have great hitters who can who can get the ball down so quickly. It's tough for any team to compete with that. The one team that can is probably Wilson because this year they have got Cassidy Davis back. If you remember last year, yeah. she went out with a tore her ACL right at to start a postseason. I think, you know, this is a team that won the state championship in, in region in, in class two, two years ago. Could have made another run last year if, if Davis had been healthy. But she gets hurt right at the start of postseason, and and that's just tough for any team to overcome because they didn't have a time. They didn't have time to really find themselves without her. Um, She's back now. They're playing really well. Those two teams are great. But but Riverheads, you know, they're again. They play Wilson this Thursday night. I'm not sure they can beat Fort or Wilson, but they're a really good team, and and I, I I like this Riverheads team, and and they're built again for a nice postseason run.
1: Gotcha. All right. Looking at the other sports, I know golf. Here at the beginning of the week, you were covering uh, the uh, Class C. Uh, Talk a little bit about golf. I know Wilson's
2: doing really well. Well, Wilson has been in the state tournament uh, the last two years in uh, Class Two. Of course, as we mentioned, they move up to uh, to Class Three this year. So you had to to wonder if they could be competitive at that because there's some pretty good golf teams in Class Three. Well, they played at Ironwood on Monday. Uh, they finished second. Uh, Western Albemarle won Region 3C, but but uh, Wilson finished second, so they will advance to the state tournament uh, as a team, um, which, you know, that's a remarkable accomplishment for that team. The, to be in the state tournament the last three years, one of those in Class 3, uh, they are really good. Patrick Smith uh, finished second overall in the tournament Monday. He uh, shot a 70. He had to go to a playoff, but he, uh, he won the one whole playoff. Um, he is excellent. They they had Grayson Wright who finished with a 71. Uh, this is a good. This is a good, solid team. You know, I talked to uh, their coach Jeff Jordan after the match. He's he's realistic. Uh, he says, you know, Class Three has some really good golf teams. He's not sure really they're gonna win a state championship, but he said if they could finish in the top, you know, four or five, he'd be really happy and uh, really pleased. And he's just excited that he's getting to take the whole team. They'll play at Williamsburg National. Uh, next Tuesday. Uh, He's just excited that the whole team's going to get a chance to experience that and go back to the state tournament.
0: Patrick, your Nats are currently playing. They're currently leading and they look like they'll force a game five against the LA Dodgers, which is further than I thought they were going to go. I thought they were going to get swept. So five games is big for them.
2: Thanks Um, thanks for your support.
0: You're welcome. Um, As an Orioles fan, you knew you were going to have it. So, um, (laughs) but what has been your thought process on just – how the Nats have done so far this postseason?
2: I, you know, I I think they have have done a really a nice job. I'm I've been impressed early in the season. I will tell you, Davey Martinez was not my favorite. <laughs> I, if they would have fired him early in the season, I think I would have been okay with that. But I, I think he's come around. I think he's really starting to 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 do a nice job. And the the thing is, I you know, I was impressed the way he's he, he knows the bullpen is the weakness of this team. And the fact that he's using his starters now, um, to, to come out of the bullpen, it didn't pay off so much, uh, in, uh, with when Patrick Corbin came out, but I really can't, you know, fault the way he's, he's using his, his pitchers, uh, and bringing starters out of the, uh, out of the bullpen. I, I think that's a good move by him. He knows that the, the start, they have some of the best starters in the game and why not pitch them? You're at the end of the season, uh, you might as well get as many innings as you can out of them. um, And, and you don't want to turn this thing over to the Nats bullpen too early. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I think um, I, I like the way they're playing right now. The Dodgers, their Dodgers are so good. I mean, they're a what, 105 win team in the regular season. Uh, they, they got great pitching. They hit the cover off the ball. They are just an amazing offensive team. So you know, if the if the Nats go down to the Dodgers, if they make this go if they go to five games and lose, hey, you know, you say great season, especially considering the way (laughs) the Nats looked. Where they were nineteen and thirty one or something at one point this season. So if if they can force a a Game Five and and lose, you just shrug, you say the better team won, and 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 you move on. Uh, But I'm not saying they are going to go to a Game Five and lose. I I think they, especially with Strasburg pitching a Game Five, I think they can win um, that. Uh, that game uh, because uh, Strasburg, you go as long as you can, and and then you have, um, yeah, you know, maybe maybe Corbin comes in and throws another inning. I don't know, uh, but I, I think they can win a game five. I I really do. And and then, you know, if you get hey, that would be a remarkable accomplishment for this team that has never won a series. And, and I'm not sure I count that that wild card game a series. It's a one game. Uh, they they advanced, which they had never done before in the postseason. But if they can win this series, it's an amazing accomplishment for this team, and uh, I think all all Washington fans, especially with the the news coming out of uh, football this week, I think all Washington sports fans should be behind this baseball team.
0: Yeah. So okay, you've already touched on it, so let's move on. Uh, the Redskins fire Jay Gruden. I've seen mixed bag results on on that, um, but I haven't seen the thing. I haven't seen mixed bag results on are one Bruce Allen's comments today on no problem with the culture. Everything is great. Um, we just had the wrong coach is the only problem and don't
1: believe what you read in here. I was going to
0: say, I don't think anyone else shares that opinion other than Bruce Allen and I guess Dan Snyder since Bruce Allen still has a job. So your Uh, thoughts,
2: how how does Bruce Allen still have a job? It's the craziest thing. You know, Gruden was not a great coach. I, I, I will, will say that, but he was not the problem with this team. The problem is the culture. The problem is Bruce Allen. Uh, the problem is Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder's not going anywhere. He's not going to sell this team. He's making too much money off this team. He's never going to sell this team. <laughs> um, so, you know, the best I think Redskins fans can hope for is that finally he, he comes to a sense, fires as as Bruce Allen, puts a a real football guy in that position that can can handle it, and steps out of the way. That's a lot to hope for, considering the track record of Dan Snyder. Um, but no, Dan, Gruden was not, Jay Gruden was not the problem with this football team. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know. He, I, I, I guess he had to be, he's probably happy he got fired, right? I mean, he can go get a job with a, a stable organization. somewhere. <laughs> well, I don't At know about stable.
0: The rumor is that he's going to go to the Raiders with his brother was the rumor I heard.
2: <laughs> okay. So he's, <laughs> so he's not going to a stable, uh, organization. I, you know, I, I don't know. Hey any organization compared to the Redskins is is, is stable at, at this point. I think I really think the Redskins may be the worst, worst run franchise in the NFL and, and maybe one of the worst run franchises in professional sports. I mean, they are really dismal. Um, and I don't even, you know, may, maybe they, you're, here's the thing they beat Miami next week, Bruce Allen's going to say, see, <laughs> Oh my goodness. See? Yeah. <laughs> but
1: you're just lucky the Clippers, uh, Aren't owned uh, by that same guy anymore. So that—that's what—that's <laughs> that's what got you in the first true. place. So that's true. No, well, the, the
0: Cincinnati Bengals might have something to say, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the Raiders—the first thing I would think about. So yeah, I mean, that's that's the range here. Um. All right, let's talk about TV, like we always do, closing you out. You can't answer West Wing, but what uh what have you been wanting to watch lately, or what have you seen that's good?
2: You know, I've been so so. I was looking for a series to watch. Um, I had just finished um, The Newsroom, and I wanted another series to watch, and I was trying to find something, and I had never seen The Wire, oh. um, and so I decided, you know what, this is the next show I'm going to watch. I am now into season three. It is amazing. It is such a good television show. I'm really enjoying The Wire. Um, it's it, it's excellent. Um, I, I wish I could, you know, I should take some vacation days and just sit and watch it, um, but uh, that that's not uh, that's not possible at <laughs> this time of year. Or so um, I just watch it when I can. But Take it, a couple you know, Fridays off, man. Yeah, I could. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm really enjoying that show. It's 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 excellent television. So yes. between
1: episodes of West Wing, you're watching The Wire. Gotcha. Uh,
2: you know, what? I have, you know <laughs> what? Ever since I started The Wire, I have not watched a single episode of The West Wing. Wow. That's how good think... The Wire is. I'm not ready to say it's better than The West Wing. I'm just saying it's good enough to keep me from The West Wing uh, right now. Wow. Wow. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I love the West wing and I will say that the wire is better than the West wing.
2: See, I, I don't know. It's just I, I love, I love political stuff. And so I, yeah, I do I too. It. I'm a political science you know, major, but... <laughs> but, but the wire is so good. I mean, it is, it is excellent. I thought, I thought season one was great. It had me hooked. I thought the start of season two was a little slow, but then it really picked up and really mm-hmm. got good. Um, and I enjoyed season two a lot. Um, and I just, I'm one episode into season three now. So, what I've got five seasons total I think so Correct. so I'm not quite halfway through
1: I think the wire and breaking bad are those two things that I kind of missed uh missed the boat on the when they were on originally that like someday once I'm like removed enough where I can't really I'm not really a threat of getting spoiled that's when I'm gonna dig in so
2: you know this is really weird with breaking bad so and I think it's a good show I missed it too and I've tried watching it now three different times and I've made it through like, Spaced out, so I've made it through like five episodes, and then I, I, for whatever reason, just stopped. And then I've gone back and said, "Let me start from the start again," and like four or five episodes, and I stopped. And the thing is, I think it's it's good TV. I enjoy it, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't hooked me to the point where I, I not like and like The Wire, just hooked me. Like I could not wait to get to another episode of that. Breaking Bad, I just didn't feel that way i it was good but i didn't feel like i have to watch the next episode and i have to watch the next episode
1: well gotcha well those are some good recommendations uh thanks for coming on with us and uh keeping us in the loop and your opinions on the local sports stuff and uh, i'm I'm sure we'll have you here again a couple weeks
2: hey thanks a lot for having me go nats and uh hopefully uh hopefully you have me back hey have me back on when they're in the world series how about that if they're let's, in the World Series, we'll
1: talk to you. Let's not
0: get <laughs> crazy.
1: A, yeah, well, let's probably just host a whole episode if if uh, they're in the World Series.
0: We'll put them in the A Block, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you, guys. I've enjoyed it. Thanks, man.
1: D Block time here on the X Sports Podcast. What is dominating my life, show? And I don't think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but we watch This Is Us. I've talked about a lot of inappropriate shows on this podcast and, you know, clarified whether my mom should listen or not and try to explain things. This Is Us is fairly wholesome TV. You know, an, an older, established family would really enjoy it because there is some, you know, themes that only adults would really understand, but it's a good television show that can bring out emotion. Uh, Well written. Uh, They tie things together well. The early seasons were my favorite. It's not as good in my mind now, um, but they're just getting going in this season. I think they have some potential, Um, but I watch it. We enjoy it. It's kind of down to the only show that me and my wife watch every single week. And so uh, we enjoy watching it. And I I just wanted to call it out this week before next week when I get into some more that I have to like have an age description on like, you know, top and bottom of where you should be watching that show. But This Is Us, awesome show. Uh, watch it.
0: Okay, I won't. I, I know what the show is. And it's I don't. not a
1: superhero show, so.
0: <laughs> well, thank goodness. Um, I know what the <laughs> show is. I just don't... I don't think <laughs> I would like it. Um, There's some
1: really good characters on the show, like uh, the dad is really, really likable, even though he's flawed. And then... um. Sterling K. Brown's character, one of the sons, uh, he's just an incredible actor and he's a really fun character and he's not perfect, uh, but the relationship with him and his wife is usually really good. Um, I I don't know. I really enjoy uh, the characters are kind of what makes it. Some people like some of the other characters more than that, um, but those are kind of my two favorite people to watch on that show.
0: That's fine. I'm glad you enjoy it. Um, What are you
1: doing this weekend, man?
0: Yeah, so what's dominating my life is what I'm doing this weekend. Um, I will not be at the game uh, Leland referred that one of us will be at the Stanton Fort Defiance game, and I will not. I will be the one not there uh, because I will be flying to Texas, uh, to Arlington, Texas, to be exact, uh, to see Billy Joel perform in the last concert at Globe Life Stadium. I believe it might be the last event at Globe Life Stadium as well uh, in Arlington, Texas, uh, because uh, I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. I love Billy Joel. I have a friend that lives in Arlington, Texas. So I'll be visiting him while I'm down there for a long weekend. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Billy Joel has such a great catalog um, on 4D Sports, the early episodes. I might talk to my brother and see if our opinions have changed on where our rankings are. and Maybe we rank them. But we did rank all 121, uh, 121 studio singles that he released. And then also uh, we added Why Should I Worry, the song from Oliver and Company, uh, where Billy Joel is in that movie. Um, We uh, added that one into the list as well. So we ranked 122 Billy Joel songs from worst to first. Um, I would say if you aren't familiar with Billy Joel, you can probably cut out the bottom 22. Obviously, you're going to want to start with the top. So you <laughs> fall in love with Billy Joel like you should because he's the greatest singer, songwriter, maybe of all time, but at least of a generation. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm i a huge Billy Joel fan. If you like Bruce Springsteen more than Billy Joel, you don't like music. Um, I'm not saying Bruce Springsteen isn't good. He's not Billy Joel. Um,
1: Are you? So you're going to Dallas to do mm-hmm. this, too. That's a big out. I mean, it's fun going out there. Maybe, maybe you'll meet an uptown girl. That'd be cool. Maybe. Maybe. will you start a fire
0: no i will not start a fire um
1: will you play a piano man
0: probably not i'm not very good at piano um (laughs) but only the good die young so hopefully i won't die hopefully i'm not good i guess um and now will you be traveling
1: by plane or the river of dreams
0: I love you, Leland. Um, <laughs> I now know what you're doing, and I love it. Um, yeah, no, I will be flying to Texas, as I said. And um, so it goes. But we, And so it goes, and so it goes, <laughs> and you're the only one who knows. But, yeah, Billy Joel is amazing, and again, Where you should... Where
1: are you staying? Is it the Heartbreak Hotel?
0: No, but we will be staying at a new uh, hotel in Texas Live. Uh, the first night. So that should be exciting. I'm very excited about that. I'm, I'm at, you know, I, the friend I'm going to visit is my best friend as well. So, uh, I'm very excited about seeing him again. Uh, we don't get to see each other usually, but once or so a year this year, we've seen each other more cause went to an Orioles game with them. Uh, and you know, now we're going to see Billy Joel. So I'm super pumped about that. Uh, so and- So
1: someday when I get bumped up to friend status, we'll we'll get to go do stuff together and, but we'll just stay podcast partners until then.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I've invited (laughs) you and one of our loyal listeners to IHOP multiple times. So um, I can't wait to take you all to the IHOP, but um, (laughs) what I know that Uh, you need to know is that Liverpool is eight points up. Yes, you do. they are eight points up on Manchester city for top of the table And look, I'm not saying they're going to win the league because we were up by more than eight points last year, and we found a way to lose. Manchester City's very good, Um, but this weekend, like last weekend, was a weekend where I said, I believe the quote was, "I should have just gotten in a car and drove west and figured out the meaning of life and what terrible decisions led me to this point." This weekend, this week, I'm actually going west, but it's for a good reason. And this weekend was. Uh, last weekend was amazing uh, because Virginia Tech surprised me. Uh, Liverpool on Saturday almost gave me a heart attack because they almost dropped points to Leicester, who's a good team. But at Anfield, I really expect Liverpool to win each Premier League game. And they got a late penalty to win. Uh, then Manchester City played Sunday, and they got shocked by Wolves, which allowed Liverpool to keep the eight-point lead. Uh, the Ravens won in overtime, um, so it, it was just checking all the boxes on great, great, great rooting interest stories for me this weekend, uh, this past weekend, so um, it could probably only go downhill from here, but uh, I'm going to enjoy it while I'm here.
1: My, what I know that you need to know, I just got to, any of y'all out there renovating a house, floor and decor in Richmond, go to that place. It's awesome. It's just my recommendation for those of you that do that kind of stuff. Good prices, good selection, go there. It's an old Kmart, I think, that has turned into this store. And it's it's nice in there. It's not what you think an old Kmart would be, um, but it's awesome. So that's my recommendation. Better prices on wood floor, than you're going to get anywhere around here. And then tile and any kind of floor, and it's there. Uh, floor and decor. Uh as its name says. So that's my recommendation there. Also, something really cool that I saw this weekend, Gatorade has this ad out for like, and promoting women's basketball. Dawn Evans stars in it. She's
0: like oh, cool. tearing it
1: up. It is really cool. So uh, JMU fans remember that name. One of the best basketball players at JMU ever. The the best. Uh, Dawn Evans was amazing. So uh, check that out. It's on Twitter. I will retweet it. Um, but yeah, watch that thing because it's, it's awesome. And uh, whenever you can get a a Duke on TV. That's, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. And one of my most exciting basketball games I've ever watched was Della Dawn, who's on the Washington mystics. who's playing for the WNBA finals right now. One of um, the best ever. Yeah. yeah. They, she played at her college basketball at Delaware and they came yep. to play Don Evans at JMU in a showdown of two all Americans. And they had what I still believe is the most points ever scored in the convocation center in that game combined, uh, in a triple overtime thriller. And now that building's going to be you know, not used anymore. So it should stand forever. It'll hold up. Yeah. Um, which that was, like I said, one of the most exciting basketball games I've ever seen, if not the most exciting basketball game I've ever seen. So, and
1: I've been with you some exciting basketball games in that building. So
0: that's true. (laughs) That's true. Where we were a local Homer broadcast. Yeah. Where we were a local (laughs) Homer broadcast. Yep. (laughs) Well, that will do it for us here on the Sports podcast. We thank you for listening as always. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Yak Sports Pod. We're on Facebook, Yak Sports Pod. You can also email us, yaksportspod at gmail.com. Make sure you're subscribing on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify to make sure you never miss another episode. Until next week, folks, We again, we thank you for listening to the Yak Sports Podcast. Be sure to tell your friends and comment and tell us where we're right and wrong. Until next week, have a good week.